Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Rising with Phoenix Grace podcast. I'm Phoenix, and I created this podcast to have conversations that'll make us rise to the most powerful version of ourselves. The more you know and talk about the things that are pulling at your heart, the easier it is to rise into the person that you are supposed to be. And I know this because I've done it myself and have had conversations that have changed my life. So come along with me as we talk about this crazy thing called life, our bodies, our minds, and things that are a little bit woo. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get ready to rise. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of the Rising with Phoenix Grace podcast. I am just so grateful that so many of you have been listening. And so thank you so, so very much for all of your downloads and your reviews and the messages that I've gotten saying, yes, I resonated with this or I resonated with that. Like, this is why I am doing this. And this one just like came to me really organically the other day. I kind of just feel like it's been popping up here and there. It came, the inspiration was a networking event that I went to last week that I wore an outfit that a couple of years ago, I never would have worn for multiple reasons. I wore a romper, which I used to have the internal dialogue that I didn't have the body shape for. And then I wore this like big hat. I saw it at a store. I bought it. And again, my narrative has always kind of been like, I don't wear hats. Hats don't look good on me. And I wore it and I felt so freaking good in it and so empowered in it. And I got lots of compliments on it. And I was like, you know what? That should be the next episode I do. So today's episode is all about finding your personal style. And I'm not coming at this from a vanity standpoint, though I feel like vanity has become like a negative word. And I don't necessarily feel like it needs to be a negative word, but I think it's so much of like how we are raised and the stories that we're told about our appearance and what it is to be pretty or what it is to be stylish or if you care too much about those things like you're vain and you're conceited that then we find ourselves going through our lives not really having a style or not really being able to figure out our style or what kind of clothes make us comfortable and and whatnot so I just I don't know I just want to have a conversation about this and I hope that some of the things I'm going to talk to will help other people out there. Cause this is something that's really honestly, relatively new to me. It's about two years old to me and I've struggled with it a lot before, which I'm going to go into in a second as to why. So I'm really excited to talk about this. And this wasn't what I was like, I didn't think this was going to be one of my first podcasts was going over this, but it just, like I said, it just kind of came to me. And so growing up for me was my <laughs> my dad was a hippie. My dad wore bib overalls and tie-dye shirts or bell bottoms in the 90s. <laughs> and my dad, the thing that I think I, I love about him the most forever is the fact that my dad really did not care what people thought. Like he didn't. Like he was so authentically himself. But that was his style. And my mom was like the thrift shop queen. So our dad would buy us new clothes every school year. And that's when we could kind of get some more like name brand stuff or like new, actually new items. 
And then the stuff, their stuff we got, like my mom, you know, shopped solely at a thrift store. And I am not like, I am not digging at thrift stores. I have shopped at them. I love a good deal. But I was raised with this narrative that like, if you, that buying new things from my mother's side, like but buying brand new clothes, buying expensive clothes was just a waste of money. Why would you do that when you could go to a thrift store and, and buy something else? And my mother was, did not really dress up that much. Like she would wear dresses here and there, but like she didn't do makeup. She really did never did her hair or styled her hair in any sort of way. So my love for it, we always used to joke about like, where did this come from? Because I've been playing with makeup since I was like four years old. I've always kind of dressed really bold. I remember in high school that I had a subscription to, I think it was teen people at the time or maybe teen Vogue too, a couple of those. And I lived in rural Idaho. So not really like a fashion forward place to live. And I remember, I still remember this, this core memory now of Sarah McLaughlin had worn a floral skirt over a pair of khaki pants. And I happened to have a floral skirt and I happened to have khaki pants. And so I wore it to school one day and was just ridiculed terribly for it. And I feel like the rest of high school, I, I played it pretty calm. Um, I played it pretty safe. And so, and then I went to college and God bless the 2000s, <laughs> lots of sequins and big belts and teased hair. And I kind of just did, you know, what was cool at the time with, you know, the caveat of buying it at like discount stores or thrift shopping. Like I never bought an expensive clothing item, a big name brand. If I did, it was, you know, like a on sale somewhere. Like I love a good sale. Don't get me wrong. I still go to the sales racks. I love a good sale. And so I just kind of like struggled through it, you know, like it wasn't terrible. I can, you know, it's not too cringeworthy if I look back on it. And then I started Island hopping and that was when I felt like I kind of found a style but the style was very based on where I live. So the style is shorts, tank tops, swimsuits. So I probably at one time had over 30 swimsuits because I was literally at the beach every day, if not multiple times a day. So it was, you know, like being wrapped in a towel on the way home, like wearing shorts and a tank top on the way to the beach and then wrapped in a towel on the way home. And, and I loved it. I loved just you know, like very bare minimum, didn't need a whole lot. didn't need, you know, there was lots of like Hawaii shirts and or St. Thomas shirts when I was there and, you know, like dressing up, like I stopped using purses when I moved to the islands because they were just too hot. They were too hot to carry. And I still don't really carry purses that, that one really, really stuck. So I lived that life. And then I moved to the Pacific Northwest, which if you've never lived in the Pacific Northwest, it has a style. There's lots of flannel, skinny jeans, um, boots of all sorts, beanies. Like there is a style to the Pacific Northwest. So here comes this girl that's lived on the islands who has shorts, tank tops, surf brands, um, floral print things to like the Pacific Northwest. And I really struggled for the first couple of years there trying to find my style, trying to be like, how can I adapt this island girl version of me who I love so much with where I am right now, 
I definitely got rid of a lot of swimsuits because where I lived in Washington, you really swam for like maybe three weeks the whole year, maybe a month if we were really lucky. So things definitely like shifted and I was feeling really lost in it. And then I got pregnant and I had a really hard time with embracing my body when I was pregnant. I gained a lot of weight. I felt very uncomfortable. I look back now and I feel like in some ways I did feel okay with it because like this is what's supposed to happen. But, you know, I pretty much lived in leggings and t-shirts. And I remember one of my friends gave me some of her maternity clothes and it was like a t-shirt and like skinny jeans. And I remember putting them on, I think I was about seven months pregnant. And I was like, oh my God, I feel human again. (laughs) Cause I had just been living in leggings and t-shirts for so long. And then my daughter was born and I touched on this a little bit in my birthday episode about how I had only bought clothes that were smaller than when I got pregnant, because I believe that if I breastfed her, that like all the weight would just fall off. And then all the weight that I had that was extra before I got pregnant would also fall off, which was very false. And it took me, I'm still, my daughter is five and I still actually haven't hit my pre-pregnancy weight. I'm very close, but Um, so that first year was really, really tough of, you know, not only like figuring out clothes I could nurse her in, but like my body had kind of plateaued. I really wasn't like, I was just so uncomfortable in my skin all the time. I was uncomfortable in anything I wore. I didn't have a lot of things to wear and I didn't want to spend money on new things because I was like, well, I'm not going to like, this isn't going to be like this forever. I think she was almost two, maybe 18 months. I don't know, somewhere around there. I think she was at least over a year old. And I finally, I don't know. I think I was probably still scrolling through social media one day and I came across, um, it was either Stitch Fix or Wantable. I don't remember which one was my very first box, but I went ahead and ordered a box of the size that I currently was. And there was a pair of lavender skinny jeans that I loved. There was like a black t-shirt. There was another pair of jeans. I don't remember. I bought the whole box, which was like quite the investment, but every single thing I put on made me feel good. It fitted the right places. It flattered the other places. Like it was kind of the beginning of being like, I really want to dress to feel good in my body. And another thing that kind of I had mixed emotions about once I became a mom was like, especially after living in like a swimsuit for so many years was like, now I don't want to show like any cleavage. I don't want to show my chest because now I'm a mom and those have a purpose. They're a tool now. And like, I don't feel like they should be for everyone to see or look at. And it's, I feel like that part of our body as women is, is, you know, it's one of our really feminine features. And so to like, feel like shameful or feel like I couldn't show that part of it also took away, you know, options for me that I didn't necessarily feel super aligned with. So I did a few of those boxes spent way too much money. And, you know, and then it was like, I finally started taking, that was when I kind of started the next thing I'm going to talk about. And that's like getting rid of your like someday pile. So at that time I took a box and I put like a weight on it and I kept the clothes. And since then I I do things differently, but 
eventually I got to wear some of those clothes again. And I remember being really excited when I like hit that weight and I opened the box and I was like, oh my gosh, like this will fit again. And this will fit again. Like I loved this shirt so much or, you know, whatever it was. Um, and then I needed, I needed another size down. And so in some ways, like I didn't have, we were moving. I didn't have the money to spend on like a new wardrobe. And so I think it's just kind of like, you know, I'm at least a woman that my weight fluctuates. Like it does. And there's certain things that I'll lose weight really fast and then I'll gain it back really fast. And so it's kind of like, I've needed a kind of a di- couple different sizes throughout the years. And like right now I'm in between sizes. So that's presents its own challenges. Like something that used to make me feel really good and fit really well. Now it doesn't. And so I just kind of had to start really like playing with things. And the thing I love about those clothing boxes is you can try it on in your own home. You're not in a store. I hate trying clothes on in a store. And I would also like find the name of the item. And then I would look it up online and normally I could find it somewhere cheaper. (laughs) So I also did a lot of that, but it was a really good way of like being able to be like, oh, I like how these jeans fit, or I like this type of dress, or I like this type of shirt. And then kind of be able to build some like core pieces. So that wasn't on my list, but let's talk about having some core pieces. And by core pieces, I mean like some t-shirts, some tank tops, some jeans, some shorts that you can wear in like a lot of different combinations that you feel really good in. So last summer I started really focusing on like decluttering my life. I did a whole thing on Instagram about it. It's available. If you go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, you instantly get Simplify. And one of the big things with that was doing my drawers, my dresser and my closet. And so that was when I got rid of the someday box at the time. I have another one now, (laughs) but I got rid of the majority of the items because I bought them three, four or five years ago. I'm a different person now. I want different things. I want to show off different things. And also the thing with someday boxes or the things with keeping items in your closet that don't make you feel good, but you spent money on them is that both of those things just lead to shame. So if you're sitting there, if you bought this top and you thought you were going to wear it a lot and it was $60 and you never wore it because you actually don't feel that good in it. And it's sitting in your closet and you're just like, someday, someday I'm going to wear that shirt. And I can't get rid of it because I spent this much money on it and I shouldn't have spent this much money on it but I'm not going to get rid of it because I spent money on it. Like all of those negative thoughts are just going to keep recycling into your head. And it's just going to leave you in that stuck mindset of someday. So last year I went through my closet and I was really aggressive. I kind of did like the Marie Kondo, like, does this bring me joy? Does this make me feel good? When was the last time I wore this? And how did I feel when I put it on? And I probably downsized about half of my closet. And I don't care if you have six, I have, I literally have five of the same exact hoodie in different colors because I freaking love that hoodie. I also worked at Target at the time and it was on sale. But anyway, like have as much clothes as you want to, but like make sure that like, do you know how much less of a mental load it has on you? When you go to get dressed in the morning and you don't even have to question, 
when you open your drawers, is this going to make me feel good or or is it not? It takes off such a mental burden of going, oh, well, those are the jeans that I thought I would fit into again. And now I don't. And I guess I have to wear these jeans instead. Like totally different narrative, totally different attitude, like going into your day, starting your day. So I would highly encourage you to go through your wardrobe, drawer by drawer, whatever it is, and really do that and really sit with the emotions that are going to come up of, I can't get rid of this because I spent money on it. Touch on that again in a minute. Or someday I'm going to fit into this. And I'm not telling you to get rid of every single thing. If you want to do you, I can't tell you because that would be hypocritical of me. I do have a small basket right now. Because like I said, I am in between sizes and I'm so close to being able to fit into them. And so it's like, I don't want to get rid of them quite yet. But if a few more months go by and it's still there, they're probably going to get gone. And so some someday things are okay, but keeping a large thing of them, especially like, I feel like we're so inundated with saving stuff. Like I drive past storage units and I'm like this culture that we have breeded of you have to have stuff in order to feel secure. You have to have stuff in order for status, you know? And then it's like, things just get shoved in boxes and cabinets and baskets that we never use. And military families, like, I don't know about y'all, but like, it's, it's transfer season right now. And though I'm not transferring, I feel that energy and I'm like, man, I want to go through my house. Like we're getting ready to move. I want to go through my house. Like, okay, we've been here for three years. I haven't touched this box. It's going to go. So I don't remember the start of that tangent, (laughs) but basically like, don't keep excessive things for someday. So with that, like, I'm going to just go into like the organization a little bit. You can check out my stories on Instagram. You can send me a DM and I will point your direction to them. But like, there are so many Pinterest and YouTube things about like how to fold clothes and how to organize your closets and everything. So my closet is done kind of in the home edit. It's kind of done by color, not super strictly, but it's really pretty. And my closet I think I talked about this in a previous episode that my room is like the one room I keep clean in my house, no matter what my closet is the same way. I love looking at my closet. I love opening those doors. I love it. I love the colors. I love how I have it organized. And I love that. I literally love every single piece of clothing in there, which also like gets hard sometimes. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love everything. What am I going to wear? First world problem, hard world to have or hard problem to have, but It's a great problem to have. Like, how do you feel? Like, take a second as you're listening to this and go, how do I feel when I open my closet? How do I feel when I open my drawers? Do you feel excited? Do you feel excited to get dressed and like present yourself and have it styled? Do you feel excited, you know, that you created this thing? Or do you feel shame and guilt and like negativity? Like pay attention to that. So my closet is beautiful. My drawers are decently organized. I've gotten a little bit more lax on them. They're definitely categorized. And I just went through them a couple of days ago and pulled out a bunch more stuff out of them. Cause I was like, all right, winter just, you know, it's summer again. So I'm like, anything I didn't wear over the winter, it's gone. Um, 
but the other thing about that is I used to absolutely hate putting away laundry. I will wash it. I will fold it all day. I offer to fold my friend's laundry all the time. Cause I'm like, it just, it relaxes me. And so like, I'll do that. And now I actually look forward to putting it away because everything has a place. So let's talk about like, this is, this is the freeing up the mental space piece again. You know, if everything, yes, it does definitely take some time and it's, and it's an investment in the beginning of organizing it. Like it takes time to look at those videos. It takes time to do it. It takes an investment if you invest in like George dividers or baskets or bins or whatever. So there is some upfront investment, but the maintenance of, maintenance of it is so easy once you start doing it. And then it's like, you also, you're not sitting there going, oh my gosh, where's that sweater that I wore last week and now I can't find it. Like, nope, it's in the second drawer to the left. Like, you know this. So I am all about creating like as much mental space as I can have for the things that I actually want to do, you know, be that whatever it may for you, like investing time and setting up your spaces means you'll have more time in the beginning. So, or in the end, uh, talking has not been my strong suit over the last week. I came home from work last Tuesday and I literally was like, I definitely do not need to record a podcast today because it would have been just like full on gibberish. So that is one of my biggest tips is like, organize, organize your things, make them look nice because then you're excited about it and you want to wear it. And the final tip I'm going to give you for your closet is to get all of the same hanger. I highly recommend the velvet hangers or the rubber hangers because A, they're thin. And so they take up a lot less room in your closet, but they just also look really nice. And if you're a woman or identifying as a woman and you're listening to this, like we have things with weird straps and they fall and everything. And like the velvet and the rubber hangers are just awesome for that. Like I don't even have to use little like strings that get sewn into like the armpits, like hang things up. Um, and it just looks really, really aesthetically pleasing. So I highly recommend, excuse me, apparently it's nap time. I highly recommend getting all of the same hangers again. It's an investment. And I've had friends be like, I can't afford that. And I'm like, well, like a 16, a 16 pack of them is like two coffees a week at Starbucks. So, you know, like what, what do you want? you know, or even give up one Starbucks and get one thing of hangers one week. And, you know, like it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing kind of thing. So that is my other tip for that. And as far as like, I don't feel like I have like a definition of my style. Like I can't say that I'm like goth or emo or country or um, 1920s or I'm, I don't even know. I haven't looked up like style names in so long. Um, But I will say that, like, especially since, like, my separation was kind of, like, also, like, when I felt like I was able to start really exploring that again, because that was kind of the catalyst of me being, like, I want to be me before I'm mom, before I'm wife, before I'm this job, before I'm that job. Like, I want to be me and, like, who is me? And in the last nine months, I have chosen clothes bolder than I ever would have worn. I actually like kind of seek those things out. Not like right now, I'm like, I go go into a store. I went to a store the other day and there was a fuchsia romper and I wanted it to look good so badly. And it just, it did not hit the right places. I have a very short torso. So like they have to hit the right places. And 
I wanted it to work so bad. So I, so also like pay attention to like, what is like calling to you? Like if you see something at a store and you go, Ooh, you know, like that's like the following your yes of like two episodes ago, like listen to that, like listen to that part of you. That's like, I like that. That just brought me joy. You know, even if it doesn't work, if you try it on, you know, like I have definitely like my, I was telling my friend this last night, my closet has more color in it than it has in years. I used to be a big gray and black girl. And, um, now I'm like, I have all these really bright colors. I mean, right. Like my favorite color is neon yellow. Like actually don't, I have one neon yellow thing in the closet because it's just hard to find clothes, but I have a bunch of bright pink and I have bright floral prints and I'm not, don't mind the dogs. I'm not scared of it anymore. There's part of me that isn't scared to be noticed anymore. And that's something else I feel comes from those earlier beliefs of like, it came from that day in the cafeteria in high school when I wore the Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin outfit of being like, I don't want to stand out because if I stand out, I'm going to get treated negatively. I'm going to get made fun of. People are going to judge me. People are going to have their opinions about me. The difference between now and then is like, now I don't care. Like if my clothing choices are too bold for you and they make you uncomfortable, like that is nothing to do with me. And it's such a fun way of expression and expressing ourselves. And like, nobody should ever get to tell you how to express yourself. So I encourage so much to just pay attention, to seek out resources. If you're wanting to find your style, if you're feeling like the style isn't working for you, if you're not feeling good in the majority of what you're wearing, like don't wear it. And I understand. And I, and I'm not saying like, go spend a bunch of money. You don't have go rack up credit card debt, like whatever it is. Like, even if you have to do it, like the hangers, if you have to do it piece by piece by piece, like that's okay. Like you're still making progress. Like I found one black t-shirt that I felt so good in. And I wore that thing like all the time. I literally had, I think like five tops. And if you go through the, all the pictures of like the first two years of my daughter being alive, I'm wearing those shirts in almost every single picture <laughs> because I felt really good in them and I didn't have the time or the resources to invest in, in more things. So it's okay. Like if it takes a while, it's okay if you buy something and you love it and then you don't love it anymore and you decide to get rid of it. So two more things, and then we're going to wrap this up for this episode is I want to talk about the guilt about getting rid of things that cost money. So clothes are something, this is going to help that lose a retail value, like pretty much con- like completely once you take the tags off or once you leave the store and don't return them. Like the markup on retail, if you don't know already is just insane. So there's a couple of things you can do. One is you can sell it. So I do Poshmark. My handle is at Leander Ruth. If you want to check out my closet, and I make anywhere between 50 to like maybe my best month was like $200 a month. Basically, whatever I sell on Poshmark pays to get my nails done. That's what I do. There's also like consignment stores. Again, you're not going to get the best price. There's Facebook Marketplace. The last city I lived in, you could sell anything on Facebook Market because it was a small city out in the middle of nowhere and people just wanted things. Like I sold so many clothes on Facebook Marketplace. Here, it's a bigger city. I can't sell shit on Facebook Marketplace here. 
but you know, it just depends on like where you are. So like there's options again, there's a time investment in that, but I would rather invest the time than beat myself up about spending that money. The other thing I'm going to say is like, it is okay. If you want to invest in high quality clothing, it is okay. Which is something nobody ever told me. So if nobody has ever told you that, like I want to give you that permission right now. Like it is okay to invest in high quality clothing. I used to buy American Eagle jeans every year. My thighs would rub out holes on them and I would spend 40 to $50 multiple times a year on new pants. Now I buy $90 jeans and they do not wear out. And if they do, it's because I've had them for like three or four years. So it is okay because here's the thing. If you buy cheaper clothes that wear out sooner, you're going to eventually spend more money than if you just would have bought the damn nice thing that you liked in the beginning. So that's my, like, that's my other thing. Like, it's okay. It's okay to invest in high quality things that make you feel good that you're going to wear a lot, shoes included. So give yourself that permission. Like, it doesn't make you vain. It doesn't make you irresponsible. Like, it is okay to do those things. So the last thing I want to leave on, I meant to tie this in earlier. It got put at the end of my notes. And I didn't follow, I didn't follow my notes. I kind of zigzagged um, everywhere. But this really awesome moment happened just two days. Was that, that was last, I think it was last night. I don't think it was two days ago with one of my friends. She has a trip coming up and she wanted to get some outfits to feel really good on it. And she's been shopping for days and just hasn't found anything. And she called me yesterday and she's like, you know what? I think I'm just, I think I'm just going to buy bigger pants. I think I'm just going to buy bigger pants. And I sent her a voice memo back and I was like, buy the bigger pants. Like, please buy the bigger pants. Like, it's going to make you feel so much better. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be permanent. You don't have to be like, this is the only way my body is ever going to look. No, it doesn't have to be that. It's saying that I am going to enjoy my body right now exactly how it is while I'm getting to have the body of my dreams, whatever that means for you. Okay. I don't want any shame or any negativity thrown at the women of this world about what a perfect body is, but we all know how we feel the most comfortable. And I want you to honor that. And even if that doesn't look like what society wants you to, or if it looks exactly like society says, and you feel guilt about either of those, like get, get the fuck rid of it. Like you know how you feel the most comfortable. So don't let anybody be like, oh my God, you're beautiful. Like you don't need to change a thing. Like, thank you so much for the compliment. But I actually, I have this dream that I'm working towards again, whatever that means for you. So I told her, buy the fucking pants, buy the bigger pants, enjoy what you have now. And I shared this on a live this morning on Instagram is that if we cannot appreciate where we currently are, no matter how many good things come our way, no matter how much more money, how many more relationships, how much awesome clothes come our way. If we can't enjoy the present moment and where we're at, we're not going to enjoy that present moment, right? So I just like enjoy, buy the bigger fucking pants, buy the smaller pants, buy whichever fucking pants it is that you put on and they feel good. Fuck the size, fuck what the tag says. She called me an hour later and she was like, I feel so much better because I wasn't trying to shove myself into something that made me feel bad about myself. Yes. Amen. Like get things that make you feel good. 
and it isn't a reflection of who you have to be for the rest of your life. It's not a, not a reflection of the style you have to have for the rest of your life. It is you in the moment being present, honoring what makes you feel good. That is style, ladies and gentlemen. That is, that is this whole podcast wrapped up into one thing. Nothing is permanent. You could do goth today and you could do angelic tomorrow. It doesn't matter. It does not define who you are. All it defines is you saying, I feel good about who I am. Whew. I got heated this morning on my live talking about this too. And I did not think I was going to be this passionate about this as I kept talking. I actually just got home um, 30 minutes ago and I was like, I kind of want a nap. And then I was like, this is probably the only time this week I have to record my podcast. So you know what? Let's go do it. And here we are. And I'm just fired up. And I hope that you leave this conversation, even if you just listen to this to support me and you don't, you got your own style and you got that figured out. If you leave with nothing else except do the things that make you feel good, those are the things that define who you are. That's it. So until next time, my lovelies, I wish you all the best. I'm sending you all my love. And remember, as always, be kind to you. Hey, amazing listeners. Thank you for being part of today's conversation. Your energy and time are truly appreciated. If you enjoyed our chat, hit the follow button, leave me some stars and share this with someone who might need some inspiration. I love hearing from you. So please connect with me on social media, share your thoughts, your questions, or your favorite podcast moments. And let's build this community together. Before you go, I want to share two game changers in my life, Nuvita CBD and the Silk and Sonder Journal. Nuvita CBD offers wellness like no other. Trust me, it's been a game changer for my daily routine, my sleep, and calming my ass down. And the Silk and Sonder Journal is not just a planner. It's a journey of self-discovery with prompts and spaces for reflection. You can find both those links in my show notes. Your journey matters to me, and I am here to support you. Until next time, keep shining bright and embrace your magical self.